There's that point in your life where you realize nothing is ever going to be the same. And oftentimes it happens more than once in your life. I won't forget Jennifer and I's first date. We had dinner and then we were dancing and I looked in her eyes and I was like, that's it. I'm done. And that was 24 years ago. I mean, it was just, it just hit, it was so clear to me. It was so clear to me that my life as I knew it was over. Right? Over. <laughs> and then, um, if you're a parent, I, I don't know if this happened to you, but it, but it happened to me. I don't know, a couple of weeks after Noah was born, I realized, oh yeah, this is 24-7 for the rest of my life. Oh my, my life as I knew it was over. So I don't know what that was. I don't know when that is for you. I don't know, you know, I don't know if, if, if you're sitting with someone where you had that kind of moment, if, if, you, if, if you're with your child and you had that kind of moment, or, 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 or you know, I mean, there could be all kinds of, all kinds of different things. Um, and they can be not such great things also, right? I mean, like I know, I know for kids that, you know, when their parents have the talk with them that, that mommy and daddy are going to divorce, like, that's a time when, like, your, your life, as you know it, is over. And it's not a great thing. But you have to give yourself over to it, because, I mean, like, in that situation, you, you have no control over that. It wasn't of your doing. You didn't cause it. But it changes your life. So there are those times in our lives where, where it is, it's like you, you, have to, you just have to give yourself over to something that is a fact now. That just is. But the other part of that is that each day, each day, you, you continue to choose that, in a sense. Because if I didn't choose to love Jennifer every day, that could end. It's just a fact. It's more likely that she would choose not to love me every day just because I'm, I'm, I'm the bad one in the relationship. You know, I could choose not to be a parent. I mean, biologically I still would be, but I could choose to walk away from that, right? I mean, I have to choose every day to continue to be a parent to continue to do those things. And we probably know people who, who have chosen to not really be a parent. That, you know, they have kids, but they're not really a parent. Because they're not choosing every day to, to wade into that particular way of life. Because it's not easy. It's not, I mean, you know, like looking in Jennifer's eyes, that's sort of the magic of it. But it's the daily walking, the daily choosing, the daily loving that, that makes, that's hard. Because we're people. And because we do things that hurt each other. And, you know, we have to reconcile that. And we have to, we have to forgive each other. And we have to continue to be committed to that love. 
And sometimes I wonder, you know, Jesus, fully human, fully divine, I, I, I wonder sometimes, when was it for Jesus, you know, that, that he realized this is it. This is what God has called me to do. I'm, go, I'm going to the cross. Now, this is probably heresy, but I'm going to say it anyway. I wonder if every day, you know, when he went up on the mountain to pray or, or when he was doing, if that was part of his recommitting to that, to what he believed he was called to do and that he did for us. I mean, he, he totally surrendered to the will of God. Totally surrendered to, to what was going to happen for us. So that we might have a model, have an example of what it means to, to be fully committed. There's that old joke, right? Fully committed. You know, when you have a plate that has eggs and ham on it, the chicken is involved, but the pig is committed. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's commitment. Do you get it? The chicken's involved because eggs. The pig is committed. Yeah. Okay, got it now? All right. If I have to explain it, it's not a good joke. So uh, anyway. I mean, so Jesus is, is the model of, of what it means to be, to be to- total surrender and commitment to the will of God. I mean, that, he, he, he lived his life in such a way that was so controversial and so challenging to the powers that be that they, that they killed him because they thought he was a threat to the empire. They thought he was a threat to the religious, you know, to the religious hierarchy, to the political system at hand. He was totally committed, totally surrendered to, to the will of God. And so then, you know, for us, after the fact, to, to read something that he said, and I want to read this, this is, this is from Luke 9, Jesus was talking about the fact that, that um, well, first he asked the disciples, who, who do people say that I am? And they say, well, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, um, uh, you know, others say you're a prophet. And, and he asked them, well, who do you say that I am? And, and Peter says, well, you're the Messiah, you're the anointed one, you're, you're the Christ. And then Jesus says, don't tell anybody, <laughs> which is interesting. And then, he, and then he says something really outlandish. He says, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected. And he must be killed. And on the third day he'll be raised. And then he goes on to say this. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself or they must deny themselves and take up their cross daily Take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his or her life will lose it. 
but whoever loses her life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet lose or forfeit their very self? If anyone would come after me, she must deny herself and take up her cross daily and follow me. I mean, when you, real, when you realize what the cross is all about, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I get a big knot in my stomach. And God's calling me to totally surrender myself? To follow Jesus? I think that's one of the most challenging teachings in the Bible, really. That that somehow I'm supposed to let go, give up of whatever the designs I have of this life that don't seem to fit with what God's designs are for my life. And I'm supposed to follow him. Well, I mean, I, I, think it's, I think it's nearly impossible on my own. It's nearly impossible on my own. I, I don't believe that we can just will ourselves to, to, to give ourselves up. I mean, I think we have practices, we have, we have prayer, and we have worship, and we have study, and we have, we have all these things we've been talking about. But to, be, but to totally surrender, God, God has to work. Because if we could just totally surrender ourselves, then what do we need Jesus for? If we could just do the work, if we could just, if we could just, if we could just be holy of our, of our own will, of our own designs, then... then the death and resurrection of Jesus was just a waste. It was just a show. But I think the total surrender piece of this is, is when we look at Jesus, we see that total surrender. And when we, when we come to know that that is for us, it opens us up to the Spirit in a way that we haven't been open to anything in our lives. And there's an opportunity for God to draw us closer to Him. But again, there is a sense of this that it's a daily thing for us. I think I've said this before. I mean, it, it only takes, it, it takes less than 24 hours for me to lose <laughs> you know, a connection with God. Maybe even, maybe five minutes. But if we're really going to have this life that Jesus promises, on some level, we're going to have to put ourselves in, in a position to be open to it. You know, the stories of Paul in the, in the Bible, you know, I don't know if you know the story of Paul, like he, he's, he, you know, we heard it when he's at the stoning of Stephen and he's 
and, he, and, and, and people are laying their coats at his feet. Like, there's something going on. Like, like he's in power. He was persecuting the Christians, and then all of a sudden, he's on the, well, the Damascus Road, and they call it the Damascus Road experience. Um, he's on the Damascus Road. He's riding, he's riding a horse, riding a donkey, whatever, and, and he gets knocked off the donkey. A blinding light comes, and he hears, and he hears, and he hears Jesus talking to him. I, I don't... I mean, there are people who have those kinds of experiences. That's not been my experience, you know? It's, it's more like a gentle nudge or, or, a, or a tapping on the shoulder or, or just something like that. That's more my experience of, of, of God. But, but I'm more aware of that when I'm doing the disciplines, when I'm reading and when I'm take, taking time to pray, when I'm worshiping, I'm doing all that. I, I, I'm more open to it. And I'm more open to, to just the overwhelming sense, the awesomeness of Jesus' total surrender for us. And that, that gives me courage. It gives me hope. It, it, it influences my will because Jesus' spirit, I think, then fills me, fills us, so that then we can, we can walk in the way of Christ. We can look at his example and we can... And, and, and out of his resurrection and knowing, knowing that total surrender for us, that God vindicated that. And said, this is for you, people. This is for you. Now follow me. And it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to take up your cross daily. That comes from the fact that when he says take up your cross daily, it comes that they knew that most of the time when people were condemned to the cross, they had to carry the crossbar to the place where the pole was so they could be either nailed to it or strapped to it and then put up on it. So when he says, take up your cross daily, he's like, no, this is a bird. This is, this is something difficult. It's not easy. But here's the thing. It leads to life. It leads to amazing life in God. So today, I just want you to, I want you to think about those times when, when you knew your life was over <laughs> as you knew it. And then just think about it, maybe meditate on what would that mean in terms of your faith? If you knew that your life was over as you knew it and that following Jesus was going to qualitatively change the way you thought, the way you acted, the way you lived, what would that mean to live in total surrender to God and to God's Spirit? Let's take a few moments and reflect on that.